Hey there, thank you for joining us on WCPO Lounge Acts. I'm your host, Austin Fast, and we're here today in the studio with Missio out of Austin, Texas. Thank you guys so much for coming in today. Of course, yeah, we man. appreciate okay. it. Um, so these guys, uh, they're, you may have heard their song, uh, their breakout song last year, Middle Fingers. Uh, it got picked up by SiriusXM's Alt Nation and kind of just blew up. I think uh, I read somewhere that the same day that it came out, you had all these record labels come out of nowhere and email you. Is that right? Yeah, my my email was blowing up that day with just management companies and labels and all kinds of people. Yeah, I mean, that must have been crazy all of a sudden just to see all those emails coming at you. Um, so then just a couple months later, you uh, put out your debut album, Loner, came out on RCA Records uh, last May 2017. Um, tonight, they're going to be at the 20th Century, Century Theater in Oakley here in Cincinnati. I think tickets are $15, 8 p.m. if you want to check it out. Um, but let's just get straight to the music. So first up, we're going to hear that, deb- or that breakout song, Middle Fingers. So this is Missio for WCPL Lounge X.
Joining us here in the WCPO Lounge, we've got Missio out of Austin, Texas. So we just heard Deep Blue Sea, and before that, we uh, listened to Middle Fingers. Thank you guys so much for coming in once more. We appreciate it. Of course, man. Um, so they're going to be here tonight in Cincinnati and Oakley at the 20th Century Theater, uh, performing at 8 p.m. You can catch them there if uh, you like what you see here today. Um, <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about your uh, your background in music. I, um, I think I saw somewhere that... David, well, first of all, I should introduce you guys. Um, we have David Butler here on your left, if you're watching Facebook Live. On your right, we have Matthew Brew. So, did I say your last name right? Yep. Right. Yeah. Wanted to make sure I got that right. Um, so I've read somewhere that, David, you had the least musical background, I think, growing up. Uh, definitely, like, to start out, I didn't grow up in a musical family at all. I, I, I mean, even to this day, I probably am super jealous of Matthew <laughs> and all my musical friends that grew up in families that... Yeah, it was just uh, part of the, a second language you learned. I, mm-hmm. That wasn't me. I, I kind of stumbled into it late, later in life. But uh, when I did, I kind of I jumped in really like, head first and and found it. And right. so I saw you started guitar. I think as a as a teenager. Yeah, yeah. How did you move into more of what you're doing now? Well, I've I've always been a little bit of a 
like jack of all trades, kind of like try your hand at a bunch of different stuff. And my initially I've played guitar in a lot of bands and stuff like that. And that kind of led me into producing records and engineering records, which is how I met Matthew. He was working on a project. And I think just working in a studio, I, I just learned to dissociate myself with an instrument and just serve the song. And so that's kind of how, that's the role I play in Missio is like whatever the song needs. I don't know. I think there's a, just a general detachment. Both of us have like, we just write a song and we just make drum beats or keys, vocals, whatever till, till we like it. And, mm-hmm. and then we figure out how to play it live, which is usually a lot of sampling and things like that, which is kind of what I've, how I've expressed myself now live, you know? Right. Gotcha. And then, um, on the other hand, Matthew, you have a pretty long history in music. I see, I think, um, I saw somewhere you, you studied classical piano as a kid and you're mm-hmm. in a choir. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, my parents forced all of us to... Uh, <laughs> you sound really happy about that situation. Yeah, I, there were times where my mom would say, you can't get up off the piano until you practice 45 minutes. And I sat there for six hours because I just didn't oh, want to do it. Um, and one of the coolest things looking back now is that they never let me quit because it's now obviously my career. And um, if they would have let me quit, I wouldn't be here. So mm-hmm. kudos to Mr. and Mrs. Brew for sure. So, yeah, I'm sure it wasn't fun. I think yeah. a lot of things when we're kids aren't fun, but in the mm-hmm. end it kind of paid off. And yeah. I mean, I think I, I saw you had said that um, in an interview as well, that like you, you, you said that you seemed to do everything wrong with Missio yeah. is what I saw, but well, you kept at it. The, the Missio happened at a time in both of our lives where we had a, uh, you know, I don't know what best way to describe our attitude, but it was essentially, um, a complete disregard for what anybody else wanted us to do. I think we'd been, we'd both been songwriters for a while and had written songs ultimately somewhat, somewhat honest, but ultimately serving, trying to, trying to make it so that it was likable by certain people. And I think we were both pretty dissatisfied with that. And, we we did we started Missio or Missio started as Matthew writing solo stuff and he came to me to produce it and that we ended up becoming roommates and a whole whole long twisted story but yeah uh, we ended up writing together and and essentially this was like a true passion project you know it was like we're just gonna do what we like to do mm-hmm. and what sounds good to us and not worry about what anybody else thinks and there's a lot of irony I guess in the fact that more people seem to be drawn to that than, than I guess anything else. And I think it's honesty, you know? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess we're still trying to make sense of what exactly it is, but that's what I go to. Right. I mean, you guys are definitely a lot more committed than a lot of bands by, I mean, you don't just tour together all the time. You, you live together when you go back to Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's awesome. Good for you guys that you're able to work that out. Cause you know, sometimes living together can, can tear people apart. Well, it works for us because he's extremely extroverted. I'm very introverted. And so when he and his wife are hanging out, I'm always doing my own thing. So we really never run across issues. Yeah, no, I honestly haven't really had any. We, uh, mm. one time we got off the road from like, how I was, we were on the road for months and the next day we were driving into the studio together and I was like, you know, I really shouldn't want to hang out with you right now, <laughs> but I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's, 
that's pretty special. That's a sign know? of a good partnership. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys, you know, you can you can handle all that time together, which is what you need you yeah. know, to be successful. That's so that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit more about Middle Fingers, that first song that you um, that you just played a little bit ago, and you really your breakout song that kind of captured um, listeners' attention. Um, so, from what I understand, you know, and, you know, from what you heard, it's pretty. It's a pretty serious song, you know, tackling some really tough topics. Um, I, th- I think uh, Matthew has to do with um, your your struggles with drug and alcohol addiction. Is that true? A little bit, yeah. We um, this was a cool story because we were working with our current producer at the time, and he was helping us write and do different exercises to get songs done. And so this was the first assignment that he had given us was to write a song like this. And we, David and I were both in regards to lyrical content, trying to figure out what we wanted to write about. And so we took a step back and went, okay, how do I feel about this topic and this topic and this topic and this, and this topic. So if you listen to the verses that they're, they're all kind of like their own thing. And it was just things that were really frustrating us that, particular day and it just so happens that uh, a lot of people can relate to all those topics that we talk about so mm-hmm. yeah do you think it's just it's just the honesty or what exactly is it that resonates so well with people that you have you know all these people throwing up their middle fingers at, at your show i mean experience honestly i think yeah. i think everything has to come from experience to really translate properly in the way that we want it to and there's nothing that becomes more genuine than experiencing something ourselves because we know what it was like and where we're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we write about topics like that, I think it, it just conveys honest opinion. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the special thing about that song is, is it's not, I think if you hear middle fingers or something, your initial instinct is to think of the person behind the wheel, like saying <laughs> dirty words to your other drivers in road rage and things like us. that. Or maybe I'm just talking from personal experience. Oh yeah, but man, that's dude, you going bro, anywhere. Talking to the preaching to the choir here, believe me. <laughs> but uh, what the overwhelming vibe that comes across when you get a big group of people together singing that is not anger or negativity. It's actually like rising above and kind of like not letting things that you don't like or things that you're unsatisfied with define you in a bad way. And just, I think it's really about rising above that stuff, you know, and saying I'm better than that. That, And I think that's why the song has this unique quirky anthem vibe to it is because it's actually taking one of the most like maybe stereotypically offensive things and unifying people through it. Bring, you know? them, bring them together you know, yeah. through that shared action. Yeah, and it's, it's hard to explain, but when you feel it, like but, you feel it, it, it it's tangible. You I know? think you did a good job of explaining it, actually. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, it's But then, like, you know, the lyrics, so, and not just that song, but a lot of your other songs as well. So, like, in Everybody Gets High, um, you describe, I think, whiskey as your only friend and Vicodin's your only, your real only, I forget exactly the lyric. Real only real lover. Real only yeah. lover, there we go. Um, so, I mean, as you're, you were writing that, I mean, did you struggle with, um, you know, maybe this is, is too real or you're being too vulnerable? Like, how did you kind of deal with that as you were going through the songwriting process? Um, you know, I thought that that would be more of a difficult task. Um, I think when I talk to people about this specific topic, I always bring up AA meetings and there was when I started going to AA meetings and I started walking into these rooms with people I had never met before and they just begin to just spill their hearts out and spill all the things that they've done that week or that month or whatever. 
and the raw honesty that comes from those meetings, that became normal to me is just people sharing their hearts about things that they're struggling with. So for me, it was like, well, yeah, this is normal. Like, of course I need to be doing this because it's my way of venting and and making myself be able to grow more in my recovery. Um, What I didn't take into account is that a lot of people don't feel comfortable enough to do that. And so when I get that question, again, it's like, well, it feels normal to me. I don't know. But it's been cool to see that song specifically be able to break down some barriers with people and go, man, I think it is okay to be a little bit more genuine and raw with people. I don't have to always be so contained and held up. I mean, essentially, dude, that's the, to me, that's the overall message of the album Loner is that if you're struggling with something, whether it's writing a song and getting it out, I think it's 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 getting it out, sharing mm-hmm. it with somebody. Like, like that's what the whole loner record is essentially about. What he just said. Awesome. Well, I want to talk about um, your next your EP that you had come out in October, and then I think you just had one come out a couple weeks ago, part two. Um, so both of them were collections of acoustic ver. I think it was four acoustic versions of your songs, then a new unreleased or newer unreleased um song and so in october you had skeletons part one come out and i think the new the new unreleased song of that was can i exist mm-hmm. is that right yeah um so i want to talk about that that video the music video in particular um so why don't you just describe well i'll real quickly describe it then get to a question so sure. <laughs> um it's you know i watched it and it just like i had you know had to hold back the tears um to if i'm gonna be totally honest you mm-hmm. know it's it's uh you have this guy, a white guy, who ends up being in a Baltimore police outfit. Um, there's a black guy. Um, it really seems to me like a commentary on, you know, what we've seen for the past year between um, American police who are attacking unarmed black men. It just seems yeah. um, like to be, like, it's been an epidemic. Did you choose, and we'll get to the question part, um, you know, Baltimore especially has a history of that. There were the riots after Emily, uh, Martin Luther King's death. There were... Um, more riots or maybe protests necessarily after Freddie Gray's death just um, two years ago or three years ago, maybe now. So as you're writing the song, um, is that what you had in mind in particular or was that meaning added on later once you guys did the video? The original song was about uh, depression and and me and my literally one of the darkest periods of time that I've ever had. and then it was really cool because we have a friend, Jeff Ray, who's a videographer. And he heard the song and was, I mean, he never does this, but he, he called us and said, I have to work on this. I have to do something with this. And so we were like, well, okay, yeah, get an idea. And so literally all night he wrote that concept and was like, this is what speaks to me. And it was really cool because I think it was the first time that I had seen a song in my own context be viewed in a totally different context from somebody else. And then when the two came together, it was like, oh man, this is making the song even better. So yeah, it it was definitely, I didn't go in thinking about racism at all with the song. Um, but then now that you see it through that lens, I mean, how do you feel about it? I can't view it any way, any way else. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's become the picture in your mind yeah, for that song. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the best artistic things I've been involved with creating because it one of the one of the things that I think I always want or I'm always inspired when art inspires art mm-hmm. and and 
I mean, that's just like the best example that I've ever been involved with from, from us to Jeff Ray, the director, to all the actors, to literally, um, that was like a true passion project. There was zero calculated like move at all. It was like, there was like, we have, Jeff had a vision, we had the song and, and all, everyone just got on board and did that. And it was passion from like, and I think you could see it in every single, everybody chose to do that because they wanted to be a part of, of saying something. And, uh, it turned out just beautifully. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, if you haven't watched the video, I would suggest just search Can I Exist on YouTube. You can find it out there. Um, it's only five minutes of your time, and it's it's totally worth it. Um, and, I mean, that's the beauty about, you know, your guys' music. I mean, that's why it resonates, why middle fingers even resonate so well with people, is just they, you know, can find their own meaning yeah. in the song. Um, let's get back to the music. I think you have one more song for us. Yep. Um, this one is I Don't Even Care About You by Missio here in the WCPO Lounge. here in the WCPO Lounge. We just heard I Don't Even Care About You off their debut album, Loner. Thank you guys, uh, Matthew and David, for coming in. We appreciate it once more, you know, uh, for spending time this afternoon. They have a show tonight, uh, February 21st, uh, up in Oakley at the 20th Century Theater. 
Um, starts at 8 p.m. I think doors open a little bit before that if you want to get, get up there and check it out. I have one last question for you guys. Um, so I also watched the uh, documentary that you put out, Skeletons, uh, last October. And Matthew, you said that going into record number two scares the hell out of you in, mm-hmm. that, in that documentary. So I'm just wondering, you know, when can we expect to see uh, a second album and, and what can we expect to see on it? We, uh, we went into the studio early January to work on some new songs. We're going to continue writing um, for the next couple months. And, um, you know, what, what was cool about going into the first round this year was um, obviously David had a lot of stuff go on in his life as well. And so I think a lot of what I want this second record to be is incorporating a lot of his story and experiences because... Um, it is the two of us. It's not just my story, and we're constantly living and going through different things. And so, I uh, although recovery is a big part of my message, I don't ever want it to be just that time in my life. There's a lot of growth that's happened since then, and um, David as well. So, I'm I'm excited to get a little bit more raw and genuine in regards to his story as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. We're, David, you want to add something? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's. Every every chance to go in and write, you know, it starts with like a little bit of reflection, um, and we've both been doing a lot of that. And uh, it's 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 if nothing else, it's a very healthy process to unpack all the darkness that you kind of have suppressed in your heart, and and, and like look at it and 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 figure out what the motivation was there. And I mean. It's been pretty emotional. We've 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 written some emotional songs um, that are coming and uh, that mean a lot and that cover a pretty different spectrum, but still maintain uh, sonically what we what we what we stand for. So yeah, we're um, doing uh, we're doing a couple new ones tonight. Yeah, so oh, good. Yeah, so if if you make it out there uh, to the 20th Century Theater, you'll get to see a little sneak peek. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a a timeline set of when we'll actually set no, that up or not, yet. not yet not yet not yet okay, keep got a couple eye. more writing sessions to to get through first got that if people want to find out more about your music or maybe you know learn when you're going to put out that second album how can they find more of your uh, your music everything is on missiomusic.com m-i-s-s-i-o music.com there you go that's how you can find it yep um so yeah as i said 20th century theater uh oakley Wednesday, February 21st, catch Missio. If you like what you saw here on WCBO Lounge Axe, we have a ton of other great bands that have come both local and from around the country who have come through and we've had them in our studio. You can find all those on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. Check out our YouTube page. We're also on WCPO.com if you want to find more of them. So once again, I'm your host, Austin Fast. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time.